0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Vasudevaya. Narayanang Namaskritya. Naraya. Narancaiva Naruttamam Deviṃ sarasatin Vyāsaṃ Tato jaya mudīraya Nashta praesu abhadreshu Nitaṃ bhāgavata sevaya Bhagavati uttama śloke Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, Chapter 14, The Forest of Enjoyment, Text 46, again we come back to a fo- uh, to a prose, so I'll just read it through. Jai Rang Bhagavata SABHAJITA BADANU gan, BADAGUNA KARMANO Guna Karmanu Sashita Badam Rajar Shedu Bharatashanu Charitang, Swastayanam Ayushwang, ayushwa Dhanang, Jasashyang, Sargapavargang Shinat Yakha Shatma Shatta Bhinandati Cha Sarva Eva Shisha, eva shisha. Atmana, ashaste. Atmana Ashaste Na Kanchana Parata E. Hmm. Translation by His Divine Grace, Shila Prabhupada. Devotees interested in hearing and chanting Shravanam Kirtanam regularly, regularly discuss the pure characteristics of Bharat Maharaj and praise his activities. If one submissively hears and chants about the all auspicious Maharaj Bharat, one's lifespan and material opulences certainly increase. One can become very famous and easily attain promotion to the heavenly planets or attain liberation by merging into the existence of the Lord. Whatever one desires can be attained simply by hearing, chanting and glorifying the activities of Maharaj Bharat. In this way, one can fulfill all his material and spiritual desires. One does not have to ask anyone else for these things, for simply by studying the life of Maharaj Bharat, one can attain all desirable things. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The forest of material existence is summarized in the 14th chapter. The word bhabat, bhabat abhi, bhabat abhi Uh, refers to the path of material existence. The merchant is the living entity who comes to the forest of material existence to try to make money for sense gratification. The six plunderers are the senses eyes, ears, nose, tongue, touch and mind. The bad leader is diverted intelligence. Intelligence is meant for Krishna Consciousness, but due to material existence, one divert all intelligence to achieve material facilities. Everything belongs to Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but due to our perverted mind and senses, we plunder the property of the Lord and engage in satisfying our senses. The jackals and tigers in the forest are our family members, and the herbs and creepers are our material desires. The mountain cave is our happy home, and the mosquitoes and serpents are our enemies. The rats, beasts, and vultures are different types of thieves who take away our possessions, and the Pura is the phantasmagoria of the body and home. The wheel of the wisp is our attraction for gold and its color. The material residence and wealth are the ingredients for our material enjoyment. The whirlwind is our attraction for our wife, and the dust storm is our blinding passion experienced during sex. The demigods control the different directions and the cricket is the harsh word spoken by our enemy during our absence. The owl is the person who directly insults us and the impious trees are impious men. The waterless river represents atheists who gave gave us trouble in this world and the next. The meat-eating demons are the government officials, and the pricking thorns are the impediments of material life. The little taste experienced in sex is our desire to enjoy another's wife, and the flies are the guardians, and the flies are the guardians of women, like the husband, father-in-law, mother-in-law and so forth. The creeper itself is women in general. The lion is the wheel of time and the herons, crows and vultures are so-called demigods, pseudo-swamis, yogis and incarnations. All of these are too insignificant to give one relief. The swans are perfect brahmanas and the monkeys are the extravagant sudras engaged in eating, sleeping, mating and defending. The trees of the monkeys are our households, and the elephants is ultimate death. Thus all, the, thus all the constituents of material existence are described in this chapter and just in this purport. <laughs> just in this one purport, Sri Prabhupada summarized the entire chapter. So where are we? Uh, Prabhupada saying at the very first sentence, Prabhupada uses the expression bhava to be. Bhava means this material world. Bhava. Uh, bhava Mahadavagni. Uh, bhava is this material world and Otobi means forest. So put these two words together. Uh, in Sandhi, if there is A after A, then what happens? Ah. Very good. <laughs> so, bhava and Autobi becomes bhava uh, So what is the meaning? The material world which is like a forest. Uh, And why do we come to the material nature? We come to the material nature to enjoy. Hmm. Everyone comes to this material nature to enjoy. Hmm. But can one enjoy in a forest? Hmm. Here another expression has been given uh, the way Prabhupada summarized it, that All of us are the merchants, Uh, so a merchant goes to the forest, but the merchant does trading and by trading he gets his profit. Uh, But can one do business in the forest? But we we are trying to do business in the forest. and here, uh, like in the forest uh, that the merchant goes, the forest of material existence, to try to make money for sense gratification, there are six plunderers. Plunderers means uh, dacoits. Uh, there are six dacoits. The the daco, the, there are dacoits often. There are dacoits in the forest, but nowadays we don't have to go to the forest to find the dacoits. Huh? We are surrounded by all kinds of dacoits huh? everywhere. So, what are in the forest of material existence? What are those dacoits, those who plunder us? Six senses. Uh, there are five senses, five external senses, and one internal sense. Who knows what are those six senses? Okay, your hand went first. Eyes, nose, ears, tongue, skin, and a mind. Very good. So these are uh, six senses. So these six senses are the uh, plunderers or dacoits, and then. <coughs> And there is, in the forest, there is a bad leader who is leading through the path of this forest. Who is that leader, who is the guide in the forest? The diverted intelligence, perverted intelligence, misdirected intelligence. And Prabhupada is saying the intelligence should actually be used in guiding us to Krishna. But in the forest of material existence, what our intelligence is guiding to? Guiding to the wrong direction and misleading us and bewildering us in the forest. Intelligence was meant for Krishna consciousness. But due to material existence, we divert all our intelligence to achieve material facilities. Everything belongs to Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But due to our perverted mind and senses, we plunder the property of the Lord and engage in satisfying our senses. Everything uh, is actually meant for Krishna's pleasure. But what are we doing in the material existence? We are in using them for our own sense gratification. So in this way we are acting like a thief. We are acting like a thief. The jackals and tigers in the forest are our Who knows? Who are the jackals and tigers? Yes, Jamuna Priya? (laughs) Family members here. And the herbs and creepers are our material desires. The forest has the herbs and creepers. uh, But what do they do? In the forest, in the dense forest, these herbs and creepers entangle us. We just. They tie us down, entangle us in the the course of our uh, progress. So these material desires are tying us down to this material nature. And then in the forest we find a mountain cave. So what's that mountain cave? Our homes. (laughs) Our happy home, (laughs) 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 Prabhupada is saying are happy homes and the, must, and the forest there are many mosquitoes and serpents there are enemies in the forest there are very many rats and bat rats and beasts and vultures huh? who are they different types of thieves who take away our possessions. and there in the forest then all of a sudden we see a Gandharvapura. Huh? a beautiful uh, beautiful uh, appearance of a beautiful city, Gandharbukpura. Uh, that's the phantasmagoria of the body and home. The wheel of the wisp is our attraction for golden gold and its color and material residence and wealth are the ingredients of our material enjoyment. The whirlwind is our attraction for our wife, and the dust storm is our blinding passion experienced during sex. The demigods control different directions, and the cricket is the harsh words spoken by our enemy during our absence. Uh, That is, uh, Those who backbite us, speak bad about us in our absence The owl is the person who directly insults us And the impious trees are impious men The waterless river represents atheists who gave us trouble in this world and the next waterless river. In the forest we become thirsty and then we go with a lot of hope we go to drink water thinking oh here is a river but it is waterless river. So who are those? The waterless rivers are the atheists who give us trouble, the atheists uh, who give us the promises of enjoyment or prosperity Spiritual, uh, not spiritual, prosperity, but they don't fulfill our, uh, their promises. And they cause trouble in this world as well as in the next. The meat-eating demons are the government officials. I hope no, no government officials. <laughs> uh, the meat-eating demons are the government officials. Government officials means the, uh, the, represent, the ones who are representing the king. Uh, they are uh, coming to us just to exploit us. because those days there was no democracy, so there was no uh, government officials as such, but the kings men who come and plunder us and the pricking thorns are the impediments of the material life the little taste experienced in sex is our desire to enjoy another's wife And the flies are the guardians of women like the husband, father-in-law, mother-in-law and so forth. The creeper itself is women in general. The lion is the wheel of time. And the herons, crows and vultures are so-called demigods, pseudo-swamis, yogis and incarnations. All of these are too insignificant to give and relief. The swans are the perfect brahmanas and the monkeys are the extravagant sudras engage in eating, eating, sleeping, mating and defending. The trees of the monkeys are the households and the elephant is the ultimate death. Thus all constituents of material existence are described in this chapter. Thus ends The Bhaktivedanta Purpose of the 5th Canto, 14th Chapter of this Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Material World as the Great Forest of Enjoyment. So Sukadeva Goswami is instructing Parikshit Maharaj. When, When Parikshit Maharaj is preparing for death. Parikshit Maharaj had been cursed by a Brahmana boy that he would die within seven days by being bitten by a serpent, celestial serpent, Takshak. When Parikshit Maharaj got to know that, that he has been cursed, he is going to die within seven days, what did Parikshit Maharaj do? Did Pariksit Maharaj try to counteract the curse? No. What did Parikshit Maharaj do? He immediately prepared himself for death. He left home. Although he was a king, not only a king, he was a king of the entire earth planet. left his kingdom Went to the bank of the Ganges and he sat down, waiting for death, to prepare for death. At that time, many uh, saintly personalities also assembled there. The news spread that the king is going to leave his body, so all kinds of people, Came there, and came Sukadev Goswami, a sixteen-year-old boy, son of Vasudeva. Apparently, he looked like a madman. He was not wearing any clothes, uh, and he was just walking, totally unconcerned about his surroundings. No one actually had seen Pariksit Maharaj before. But these saintly personalities, just by seeing a person can make out a person's character. And this saintly personalities, just by the features of Pariksit Maharaj, can make out that he is a very exalted personality. I'm sorry, not Parikshit. Sukdev Goswami, he could make out that he is a very, very exalted personality. So they, uh, Parikshit Maharaj, approached him and asked for his advice, what to do. And Parikshit Maharaj, I'm sorry, Sukdev Goswami, spoke the. Srimad Bhagavatam. That is how Bhagavatam became manifest. Sukadeva Goswami heard Bhagavatam, he was from Vasudev. And Vasudev presented Shrimad Bhagavatam as <clears throat> the ultimate essence of the Vedas, ultimate essence of all Vedic scriptures and uh, uh, that is uh, the progression of the Vedic development as presented by Vasdev actually the Vedas when did the Vedas appear? let's go back also to that point when did the Vedas appear? the Vedas appeared at the time of creation Brahma was the first created being in this universe. And when Brahma appeared, he did not have any recollection who he was, where he came from. He just found himself sitting on a lotus uh, surrounded by water. He made various ways, various endeavors to find out what was, who he was, and what was the purpose of his coming here. And in this way, when Vasudev, after making all kinds of endeavors I'm sorry, when Brahma, after making all kinds of endeavours, were completely disappointed, completely frustrated, and he was sitting, uh, wondering what to do now, then he was inspired by Krishna from within his heart and he was inspired to withdraw his senses and project it in the core of his heart. So when Brahma did that, then he heard a sound which appear which that sound was omkar that sound actually was coming from krishna's flute it was actually the sound of krishna's flute to brahma the sound appeared to be like om omkar that's how brahma heard it so brahma meditated concentrated more on that sound And then from that sound, Gayatri appeared, Gayatri Mantra. And then Brahma meditated on the Gayatri. And as the result of the meditation on Gayatri, Vedas or knowledge, transcendental knowledge was revealed in the heart of Brahma. The word Veda means knowledge. The word is coming from the root word Vid. Uh, Vid vid means to know. And Veda means knowledge. So that knowledge uh, was revealed in the heart of Brahma. That's been described. Tene Brahmarida Ridha Muihanti This transcendental knowledge was revealed in the heart of Brahma. Who imparted this knowledge? Who gave this knowledge? Krishna. So that is how Vedas became manifest. Now, Vedas now have two aspects. Brahma, after receiving the Vedas, he imparted one aspect of the Vedas to those who are materially inclined. And that aspect of those two aspects of Vedas are known as Karmakanda section of the Vedas, which, lead, which directs one how to enjoy in this material world. Karmakanda Kanda is meant for enjoying in this material nature. How to enjoy? The Vedas are giving the direction. But after all kinds of enjoyment, ultimately what one realizes? After all his endeavors to enjoy, one realizes there is no enjoyment here although one endeavors to enjoy and he may get some enjoyment, so-called enjoyment for the time being but then what happens, then comes the suffering no one wants suffering no one wants suffering but still suffering comes and enjoyment in this material nature is Actually, to ward off the suffering condition, to, to, uh, to prevent the suffering condition. That is what material enjoyment is. So, we are, one realizes that we are in a suffering condition, constant suffering condition. And we are struggling to prevent that suffering condition. And when we succeed, we call it enjoyment. Happiness. But then uh, suffering comes back again. Uh, So when one realizes that this is actually a place of suffering, does he want to be here? Does he want to remain here? Uh, Does one want to remain in a suffering state? If the house is burning, does somebody want to remain in the house? He wants to get out of it, you know, because he knows that this remaining in the house will simply causing more and more suffering. Therefore, at that stage, one wants to get out of this material world. And the direction in that uh, aspect is called gnana section of the Vedas. Karma-khandra section tells us how to enjoy Uh, How to experience, not enjoy, but how to experience so-called enjoyment. There is no enjoyment, but it appears to be like enjoyment, so-called enjoyment. And then we realize that uh, what this world is actually like, so we want to get out of this world. Uh, So that aspect is ganakanda. But it has been pointed out, both are actually the same, two sides of the same coin. Both are the two sides of the same coin. Both are dealing with the material nature. Enjoy the material nature, get out of the material nature. So, that is one branch of the Vedas. Uh, that is flowing in the material direction. Karmakanda, Ganakanda. And beyond that, there is another aspect. Uh, the two branches, I say, one is the material branch and the other is the spiritual branch, spiritual stream. And the spiritual stream is known as the Bhagavat aspect. Uh, The spiritual uh, stream makes us understand who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and how to develop our relationship with Him. Uh, So these are uh, the two streams of the Vedas. Materialistic stream, in that stream there are two aspects, karmakanda section, and Ganakan, Gana-kan reception, and the other is the spiritual stream, and that is called uh, Bhagavat aspect. And that stream is flowing with a specific disciplic succession called Bhagavat Parampara. This knowledge uh, flows through, this transcendental knowledge flows through a disciplic succession. Disciplic succession means teacher to student, and then in course of time the student becomes the teacher and imparts the knowledge to his students. Then his students become the teachers and give impart the knowledge to his students. So there is a chain. This knowledge must flow through a change Because this knowledge is beyond our sense perception Adhokshaja This knowledge is about about a reality That is beyond our senses Sense perception With our senses we cannot comprehend that world With our eyes we cannot see that world Mm. With our hands we cannot touch that world Like this world we can We can see with our eyes, touch the objects of this world with our hands We can hear the sound, we can taste and we can touch, we can smell But that world is beyond the jurisdiction, beyond the realm of our sense perception Therefore the knowledge about that world comes down from somebody from that world and who is that somebody who gave, who gave this knowledge? Krishna himself. And who was the first student? Brahma. Then Brahma gave it to his son Narada. Now we can also go into that area. Brahma had 10 sons. The 8 sages Daksha and Narada. So among these nine were, nine took to uh, Karmakanda aspect and ganakanda aspect. Uh, But Narada didn't want to take any of that. but one day uh, nanad was just uh, he like a youngest child sometimes uh, is a little i mean if we can use the expression spoiled he doesn't do the others are he is not let's let's put it this way uh, i won't say spoiled but irresponsible <laughs> who didn't want to take any responsibility uh, like all the uh, the sages Pulasta Pulaha Kratu Angira Marichi, uh, they all and Daksha they all took to various responsibilities. But Narad didn't want to get involved. One day, Narad actually saw that his father Brahma is in a trance meditation. Is in a trance and tears are flowing from his eyes. Uh, his body was displaying uh, the ecstatic symptoms. So Narada asked his father, Brahma, uh, Father, uh, all this while I used to think that you are the Supreme. But upon whom you are meditating, that by meditating, by thinking about him, you are experiencing such ecstasy. Who is that? So then Brahma told him who that was. So who that was? That was Krishna. So that is how? came the Bhagavat Parampara, the knowledge about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then Narada gave it to Vasudeva. Vasudeva gave it to Sukhadeva Goswami. And in this way, this knowledge is flowing. And then eventually Vasudeva again gave it to Madhvacharya and uh, eventually who did you get this knowledge from? We got it from Srila Prabhupada and uh, the the parampara will continue. Uh, Prabhupada's representatives are imparting the knowledge and did you all get this knowledge? Okay, let me ask you, how many of you got to know Krishna? Did you know about Krishna before? How did you get to know about Krishna? Right. Srila Prabhupada and his books and his representatives. Hmm. So this is the meaning of this Bhagavat Parampara. And sometimes, <coughs> it's giving various examples. Like here, at the end of the purport, what Sukreva Goswami is telling Parikshit Maharaj, he cited the example of Bharat Maharaj. Like, there are two types of Bhagavats. One is the book Bhagavat, and the other is person Bhagavat. Uh, through book Bhagavat we get the knowledge, and through person Bhagavat we see the knowledge, practical demonstration of this knowledge. And Bharat Maharaj was an ideal example of that Bhagavat wisdom. His whole life was such a perfect example. All that happened to Him, such a perfect example. So this is how huh, we become aware of this knowledge. And so the point is, in Srimad Bhagavatam we find the, the descriptions of the activities of the Lord and His devotees. Not only we get to know about the Lord, we also get to know about the devotees of the Lord. Hmm. and from that we get to know how to become a devotee of the Lord like in the recent past one of the perfect example of a devotee we came across Śrīla Prabhupāda and what do we see through devotee what do we understand through devotee we get to see how the Lord's mercy flows through the devotee. A devotee depends upon Krishna. Once again, huh, day before, two days before yesterday, I mentioned about the qualities of a devotee, and yesterday also I mentioned about that. How many of you remember those qualities? How many qualities? Huh? 26 So does a devotee have to have all these qualities? Huh? <laughs> okay, there is uh, There are two considerations Sarup lakshan and Tatastha lakshan Principal uh, symptom and secondary symptoms. What is the principal symptom of a devotee? He surrendered to Krishna Krishna sharanam He surrendered to Krishna So that is the main qualification of a devotee. The devotee is he who surrenders unto Krishna. Devotee is he who depends upon Krishna. Now just see that demonstration of a devotee. Uh, Srila Prabhupada, uh, how did he go to America? How many of you remember how Prabhupada went to America? How much money Śrīla Prabhupāda had with him? 40 40 rupees. Now, in America, does this 40 rupees have any value? Could Prabhupāda go to a bank and say, well, can you please take this 40 rupees and give me dollars? I mean, first of all, this 40 rupees didn't have any value, uh, even monetarily, because 40 rupees those days were 6 dollars. One can one do with 6 dollars. In America. And that also, that 40 rupees was just a piece of paper which did not have any recognition. So, what does it mean? Prabhupada went to America penniless, not even a single penny with him. Now, how did Prabhupada venture? How did Prabhupada dare to do that? Because Prabhupada depended upon Krishna His whole thing, he simply depend. I am just, my spiritual master instructed me So let me do it And he ventured into it Just depending upon Krishna Penniless he went Okay, that's one aspect How many people did Prabhupada know at that time in America? <laughs> no one did Prabhupada have any prior arrangement where he was going to stay? No. So you see, he didn't have any money, he didn't know anybody, he didn't have any prior arrangement where he was going to stay. So in that condition Prabhupada went to America. How did he dare to do such a thing? Huh? Because Prabhupada simply depended upon Krishna. Uh, That is the meaning of Krishna Eka Sharanam. Depending only on Krishna. Krishna Eka Sharanam. Only depending upon Krishna. And then what do we see? Prabhupada goes to America in that condition. But then what happened? Huh? Did Prabhupada starve? Did Prabhupada had to freeze in the middle of the streets? All kinds of things started to happen. Uh, Like some young boys and girls came forward, especially not girls at that time, some young boys came uh, and they were impressed by Srila Prabhupada. They arranged uh, when they found out that Prabhupada is looking for a place. Like how did Krishna make also arrangement? There was Gopal Agarwal, Prabhupada just wrote a letter to him uh, whom he never met. So what was the chances of that person making any arrangement for Prabhupada? So he did. So who made the arrangement? Krishna. Gopal Agarwal sent somebody to receive Srila Prabhupada in the Port. That also are travel agents. And they put him in a bus to come to Butler, which was a small little town in Pennsylvania. So Prabhupada goes to Butler. Prabhupada stayed there for about one or two weeks, I think two weeks. Then Prabhupada decided, by the time Prabhupada, uh, through the Gita society there, uh, Prabhupada got to know about one Dr. Mishra. So Prabhupada communicated with Dr. Mishra and Dr. Mishra said Prabhupada didn't go there to stay in a small city like small town like Butler Uh, Prabhupada needed to go in a big city so he contacted he just hmm, get to know got to know uh, Dr. Mishra who was a doctor but who became a yoga teacher and he had an ashram called Ananda Ashram so Prabhupada uh, contacted him and Dr. Mishra said, Yes, please, you come here and stay in my ashram. Uh, so Prabhupada stayed in the ashram for a few days. So in the course of that, Prabhupada got to know some young boys. And when these young boys got to know that Prabhupada was looking for a place of his own, uh, then they one of their friends, David Allen, uh, he had a loft uh, place a uh, very simple place, huh? uh, like, uh, and he said he, would, he was ready to share it with Prabhupada. A young American with a 71-year-old 71 71 year Indian, uh, that also sadhu. <laughs> and David Allen was quite influenced by Śrīla Prabhupāda. He, he became so fond of Śrīla Prabhupāda and Prabhupāda also was so impressed with him, that Prabhupada wrote to some of his god-brothers about David Allen and said that most readily he'll become his first disciples in America. Then, huh, one of these young boys, Michael Grant, uh, he knew that Prabhupada didn't come to America just to stay. He came to preach, he came to teach, and for that he needed a place. Uh, so, what did they arrange? Uh, Did they arrange a big auditorium for Prabhupada uh, to speak? Uh, They just arranged one small little shop, small little storefront. Storefront means empty shop, uh, empty place that could be made into a store, shop. And there Prabhupada started to speak, started to teach Bhagavad Gita. So, who sent these boys? Krishna. Krishna. So, this is how uh, Prabhupada Simp showed us through Prabhupada's life, we can see how to depend upon Krishna and how Krishna takes care of his devotees. Hmm. So, that is why a devotee simply depends upon Krishna. And the result is he is Hmm. He sees how Krishna is taking care, hmm. and is this? Do we fa- do we see this kind of uh, this kind of examples only in India? Hmm. How many of you read Bible or Old Testament? Huh? Bible has two things, Old Testament and New Testament the Old Testament there is a description Moses took the Jews uh, who were like slaves in Egypt so he freed them and decided to run away from Egypt and go to the land of milk and honey Israel (laughs) So they were running don't you, get, don't you get to see also What happened to these Jews uh, One of the things Whether people will believe it or not uh, The river parted uh, They had to cross uh, The Nile uh, And when they came They were wondering what to do How to cross the river uh, So many of them so the river gave the way, parted and they walked through the river And the soldiers were coming, Pharaoh's soldiers were coming behind And when the soldiers came, the river water filled up and they got washed away Okay, we may say that that's a story Now the question is Did Moses lead the Jews from Egypt to Israel? Hmm? Did he do that? Now if we consider he did that Then we have to consider that they had to travel through the desert Not for one day or two days For a long long time Now thousands of them traveling through desert where they carried tons of supply of food they were running away so probably they had only their clothes and just some sundries so in the desert how could they manage to cross the desert that took them so long how did they do that Where did they get the food from? Yes, the Lord supplied the food. They were, and what did the Lord supply? Supplied manna, manna. Ah. Manna means actually prashad. (laughs) When it's coming from the Lord, it is prashad, his mercy. Now some people became tired of eating this manna. Although it is being supplied by the Lord, some people became tired. They wanted to have meat. Then what did Moses tell them? This is a very important lesson that the Christians should recognize, should ponder over. Moses told them that your desire will be fulfilled, but be prepared for the consequence If you want to eat meat, you'll get the meat But be prepared for the consequence And the next morning when they woke up, they found there were so many birds So many of them caught the birds and burned, burned them and ate them Uh, ate their meat and then what happened then there was a big epidemic and mind you Moses, Moses warned them that you will get what you are wanting but be prepared for, also be prepared for the consequences. And all those who ate the meat died. Now that is one point. Huh? Are the Christians meant to be vegetarians or meat eaters? So that from that it is clear that they are, meant, they are actually meant to be vegetarians. And Moses is here warning them. Uh, Yes, if you want meat you will get it, but be prepared for the consequences. So this is how we are seeing that not only in India we have the the display of the Lord's mercy being manifested in this way, the Lord's mercy is manifested wherever His devotees are, wherever His devotees are. Uh, We have to recognize that Moses is a great devotee of the Lord. The Jews are actually devotees of the Lord The Christians are originally meant to be the devotees of the Lord Love thy father, Lord the God Who is the father? Uh, how many of you seen Abhay Charan? Do you remember the scene? Uh, when the, <clears throat> uh, the priest came from Leicester, England, and he was attending Janmashtami and he asked who Krishna is, what the other Englishman told him. He's God the Father. <laughs> that Jesus spoke about. He is the God the Father. But most of the Christians don't know about that. Jesus spoke about Krishna. God is one. It is not that the Christians have one God and Hindus have one God. That's how now it is presented. Uh, Krishna, a Hindu idol. Uh, Is Krishna a Hindu idol? No. Krishna was there even before Hinduism was there. So Krishna is the personality who all the religions are spe- identifying as God God is one without a second uh, who, who Jesus spoke about Who Muhammad spoke about What our Vedic scriptures and our Acharyas are speaking about is, is one without a second The Supreme Personality of Godhead <clears throat> That's why there is the need for distributing this knowledge to enlightened people. And we are seeing uh, so many Christians have joined this con Why? Uh, so many Jews have joined this con uh, Why? Uh, so many Muslims have joined ISKCON. Uh, why? Now, did they give up their religion or they found their original religion? That's what Prabhupada told. When some Catholic priests met with Srila Prabhupada in America and asked him, Why are you converting these Christian boys and girls into Hindus? What was Prabhupada's response? No, I am not converting the Christians into Hindus or Jews into Muslims. I am simply making better Christians out of the Christians. Better Jews out of the Jews. Uh, Better Hindus out of the Hindus and better Muslims out of the Muslims. Many of us or most of us are coming from Hindu background here. Uh, Did we become better Hindu or? Like actually, if we look back, (laughs) we didn't know what Hindu actually meant. Uh, Hinduism was a khichri. a mixture of everything, (laughs) sab chalta hai, was Hindu. But today we understood what real Hinduism is. Today we have become real Hindus because what Hinduism actually is teaching, the doctrines of real Hinduism is being practiced today. And same thing applies with Christianity, Aren't we following the Ten Commandments? Who is a Christian? Who follows the Ten Commandments? Uh, what is the first commandment? Thou shalt not kill. Now, are the Christians following that? Uh, they have started making, establishing the biggest slaughterhouses all over the world. Thou shalt not kill. So, are the Christians? No. Uh, we are the real Christians. Even the Muslim accept the supreme Allah. Yes, we have accepted Allah. And who is Allah? Krishna. So that is the the real purpose. So in this way, we can see that the perfect harmony has appeared in these teachings of the Vedas thank you very much all glories to Śrīla Prabhupāda. does anybody have any question yes Yeah, so our consciousness is diverted in actions and so be the yeah action reactions are there reactions means result so you the results you offer to krishna depend upon krishna for the result don't uh, don't act in order to enjoy the results but uh, act for the pleasure of krishna and offer the results to krishna and what about the reactions coming from the other persons other persons meaning when you are doing it for Krishna, Krishna will take the reactions. Right? <clears throat> yes, no, Yes, we understood that his bhakti in Yes, yeah. Yeah, he has to come to the right atmosphere. When he comes in contact with Krishna consciousness, then the old recollections come back. In the sense, it may not come back in, but he becomes situated in the point at the point where he left. Like that's why we find that sometimes someone appears to be very advanced. He joins, and it seems that he is already so advanced. So, we have to understand that he is continuing from his previous birth. That uh, there is no uh, diminution uh, and loss in uh, devotional service. Mainly because we can look at it also. This devotional service, these activities um, are pertaining to the soul. So it remains with the soul Whatever is done with the body And for the sake of the body Will be lost with the bo- When the body dies Like one may be a very scholarly person One may be very wealthy uh, But he'll have to leave Or say he has a PhD His uh, PhD degree will go as long As soon as he gives up his body Leaves his body Right? He may be a billionaire. All his billion dollars is gone as soon as he leaves his body. Right? I got your point, but as you have the example of that, he was prior to his birth, he was a. Who are you talking about? Yeah. As you have given an example right now, that he was a son of someone. Yeah. yeah i got your point you see un- see in the next life it begins when he comes to that spiritual environment or spiritual situation like devotees hmm? like they may be in a certain way but those who are say advanced as soon as they come in contact with krishna consciousness then the advancement become manifest right until then, just in case of muni he had to come to a situation when Brahma told him about Krishna. Then that recollection came back. Whatever advancement he achieved, he was immediately situated on that platform. Yes, sorry. <laughs> What is the best way to spread Krishna consciousness? By giving it to others who, need it, who don't have it. It's like, you know, consider Krishna consciousness is spiritual wealth. Ah. It's spiritual wealth. Just like uh, if you are very rich and you have some money. Ah. Who do you give it to? Do you give, it to the, give this money to somebody who already has a lot of money? Or do you give it to somebody who needs the money? Right? And by getting the money, he enriches himself. Right? Who needs it. And he should be willing also. Huh? Sometimes somebody may need it, but if he is not willing, uh, there is an expression, as you know, uh, cast, cast, casting pearls in front of a swine. Will the swine know the value of pearls? Uh, So will you cast the pearls in front of a swine? The swine will sniff the pearls and say, Useless. (laughs) 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 So similarly, the person must be willing to accept it. Uh, So, uh, we go out, similarly the spiritual wealth, we give it to those who are willing to take it. So, are you going to distribute it? As much as possible. Yeah, good, very good. Thank you. Yes, Archana? So, Madam, should we think that it is our lack of faith that makes us always. Our lack of faith is? That makes us always make arrangements for this planet to plan. Yeah, sort of, sort of. You can say, you know, like. One who, is, who has, as you said, faith. One who has 100% faith in Krishna will depend 100% on Krishna. But if one is not 100%, say 50%, then he will depend upon Krishna 50% and 50% he will depend upon his own resources. Right? So the point is to become 100% dependent. And as long as we are in the material nature, we do, uh, we do, you know, rely on our own resources, own abilities. Uh, Like we see, like, we get uh, some difficulties, physical difficulties, we run to a doctor to cure. It's fine. Uh, Whereas Prabhupada, told us, if he became unconscious, we should not allow anyone to take him to hospital. Why? Because Prabhupada didn't want to depend upon those arrangements. Prabhupada rather wanted to depend upon Krishna. Uh, Answers your question? (laughs) Okay. Hare Krishna. Yes. after he realized and saw Krishna you know by meditating that is at the first part of Brahma Samhita is describing that actually that he received the Gayatri then he meditated on the Gayatri and then as a result of that Gayatri you know he saw the spiritual world and what he saw In the spiritual world, that is the uh, Brahma Samhita from text 29 to 56. Yes, Jamana Priya. Yeah. In the previous birth, he was the son of a maidservant and he received the mercy. It says that he received the mercy of the four Kumaras and then he achieved his perfection and he was meditating and he saw the Lord and it was such a joyful experience to see the Lord that when the Lord disappeared, Narada wanted to see him again, and, but he could not after all his endeavor. Then the Lord told him, in this life, Narad, you won't see me, but in your next life, you'll become my associate. In his previous life and next life, he became Narad. Yes, yes, it was another culpa. It mm. um, was so, uh, so amazing. And um, I just when it says that the, creep, the creepers are women, does that mean? Women are women? That's in the material world. Huh? Creepers, as I said, when you're traveling through the forest, the possibilities of the creepers will tie you down you try to go huh and they kind of you know entangle you you get entangled by creepers so in this material world huh, like one gets entangled you know by this attraction for the opposite sex so but anyway we don't have to worry about it we are not we are not in bhavatabhi We are in Vrindavan. That is another forest. (laughs) Thank you. So, I'll stop now. Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bo.